Hey everybody, welcome to the Crossways Podcast, a podcast where we talk about ways we can walk in the way of the cross. Tonight I have with me my good friend Nick Gill. Here, uh, he's in, from Frankfurt and we are uh, going to work together at the Holly Hill Church of Christ. Speaking of, we are broadcasting live from Holly Hill Church of Christ. And I'm so glad that Nick's here with us and uh, discussing self-control. So Nick, how are you doing today? I'm pretty good. Um, it's been a busy week. It's been kind of a crazy last couple weeks, both <laughs> at work. And I mean, what can you say about what's going on in our world? It's it's not a lot of self-control going on. No, no. And, and, and it's, it's hard for us to, to watch things that are hard to watch and respond in love and with self-control even when maybe you know let's just you know crying for justice you know yeah. it, it it it's hard to do that and i know many who are watching uh, feel the same and uh we hope to to hear from you guys that that are watching and as we're discussing self-control uh, we were talking before kind of some funny stories about self-control and maybe times we we didn't quite show self-control when we when we should have and uh, for those who are watching, I, if you want to share a story without typing a book, uh, that'd be fun. But, uh, but I can remember there was a time, and uh, I call it, uh, well, let me be careful how I word this. It was probably the, the worst lock-in I've ever been a part of in my entire life. And uh, we, we were planning a lock-in on, I, I forget what day. It was, was it New Year's maybe, or was it, yeah. I think it was a New Year's lock-in. And um, most of our kids ended up having other plans. And then one by one, they all started dropping like flies, except for this one visitor. And uh, for those who know me, and, and Nick was there, and uh, yeah. but for, for those who know me, uh, this individual makes me look uh, like the quietest person in the world. And, He's not uh, exaggerating. <laughs> it, it, was, it was quite the ordeal. And uh, I did everything to say, hey, kid, um, go home. And I was trying to be nice. He was a Me visitor. Too. I went home. I tried to lead and him out. I, I know. And uh, I did everything I could. But I was like, you know, no one's going to come. Are you sure you want to stay? So I figured the only way I can survive this is to, to bring him in the, uh, the apartment, put on some movies or a TV show, and maybe he'll fall asleep, but at least the – the noise will be reduced, you know. Oh my goodness, the noise! It 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 didn't work, but I, I introduced him to a, a one of the one of my favorite TV shows, Psych. And uh, basically, those who who don't know Psych or haven't watched Psych, it's just a, a really observant dude who acts like he's psychic to work with the police department. It's a comedy show. It's fairly funny. Um, well, we got about probably halfway through the first the first episode before I guess he realized whatever was going on. And he said, he's not psychic. And I was like, no, he, he, he's not. He's just really observant and just kind of acts, you know, like, but he's just super smart and really observant. And I kid you not, this kid looked at me and said, Oh, so like me, I was so irritated and so tired. I didn't even skip a beat. And I just went, no, and just kind of shut them down. And I should feel bad, but I'm not sure I'm not sure I do. 
but I definitely should have had more self-control. Because well, that word fitly spoken, perhaps. <laughs> and uh, I know that it, it was probably not my finest moment. But there's been times when, you know, self-control isn't easy. And... No, and I think about um, things that we've been talking about. One of my major self-control issues is with social media. When I see someone post some hot take on something <laughs> and I get sucked into the comment section and either I waste an hour going down that rabbit hole and I'm never going to get those brain cells back or I post a comment and then spend <laughs> an hour arguing and looking like some obnoxious person for no good reason when self-control especially in times like these calls on us to to sit and listen in our in our moments of of being uncomfortable yeah that when we see something that makes us uncomfortable that maybe we pause and reflect on that and ask ourselves why what is it that's making me uncomfortable and there's no shame in that there's no fear being expressed in that and if we're being made uncomfortable if we do that evaluation and it's because it's something immoral something against our our ethics or our christian uh, worldview then we move on but we need to make to sit with that discomfort because we may well learn that there's something in us that needs to transform. Yeah. And that's what that, it's all about. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and I think oftentimes that, you know, and, and I'd speak to myself when I say this, because this is probably, you know, one of my toughest ones out of these characteristics to, to implement. But I think, you know, I've always admired people who have in a tremendous amount of self-control, because unfortunately our world tells us that those individuals at least they appear to be weak, yeah. you know, that they appear to be passive. But in reality, it takes a whole lot more strength to bite your tongue than it does to go off on somebody, you yeah. know. <laughs> I, uh, one of the things that I thought about as we were kind of preparing for this, this interview, this conversation tonight, was about how self-control works because especially in the christian world there's this idea that either you know self-control just magically happens to you because you've become a christian and and the holy spirit's just going to beam self-control into your life <laughs> that'd be nice or there's this idea that that you know the purpose of self-control is to follow the rules that the rules will give you self-control and um the challenge is that self-control takes practice and people don't realize that we we want freedom our culture wants freedom but we don't recognize what freedom is if you had to answer that what would you say freedom is in a nutshell 
It would be almost like, you know, not, I guess, the, you know, not restraint, right? You know, ha mm -hmm. having the ability to, you know, I guess, to express oneself without fear of restrictions, I guess, sure. right? The yeah. ability to do what you want when yeah. you want, right? Absolutely. But if you're a rightly oriented and well, a healthily differentiated person that, you know, has a, a an ethical beam in their lives, then doing what you want when you want means that being able to do the harder right thing at the moment when it's so challenging and it's so much easier to do the easier wrong thing. And so paradoxically, freedom comes from practice. Freedom comes from discipline. Mm -hmm. The more we practice doing the hard right things a, a, a hundred, two hundred, three hundred times at that, you know, thousand and first time at, at that clutch moment, we can do, we're free to do it. Uh, Olympic gymnasts, how, I can't do what they do. I, I'm, a, I'm a free American Christian. I can do what I want, right? I can't do what they do. I'm not free to do that because I haven't put in the practice. I haven't put in the work or the discipline. And real freedom comes from practice and comes from discipline. And that's where self-control enters the stage. Yeah, and and that and you know that that's what uh, Bruce was saying. He he put discipline right as you were, were, right before you started getting into that. And you know he's saying it's developed over time with experience on issues of self control. And you know I, I think it's a lot like every, anything else. Until we've been maybe our self control's been tested, it it can't be developed. You know if we if we haven't interacted with difficult things or haven't interacted where we have to maybe with show restraint our show yeah. control then then it's then we don't have that developed and that that kind of goes back to you saying being willing to be uncomfortable yeah because if we're not uncomfortable then we're not really challenging ourselves now i'm not saying be uncomfortable in in maybe situations that will will tempt you to do wrong right. but be uncomfortable to to do good works to be transformed because when we go in those situations we use Un discomfort as an excuse to be doing what we want to be doing oh yes i'm here to spread my christian witness no i'm not i'm here that's not we know we're so good at fooling ourselves mm -hmm. and so that that level of self-awareness is important um i think about what you talked about restraint and and being uncomfortable and i think about jesus i want i think about he how many situations was he uncomfortable in because you know what this this isn't heaven yeah and he was surrounded by at best knuckleheads i mean <laughs> his best friends were either completely clueless about what he was trying to get them to do half the time or you know following him so that they could get their own they're there so that they could sit on the right and left in in glory and i think about how often jesus had to exercise self-control in order to be 
the the example and to be the king that he is for us. Yeah, and not just that, but then all the, you know, it you know, we're told that he didn't count equality with God a thing to be grasped. Yeah. But he had but when he came to the earth, he not only was surrounded by by people, you know, the disciples who really were clueless like you said, but then he was surrounded by people who didn't really know but who thought they knew everything. And and to, to and if anyone would be tempted to say, okay, and that's why he was a little more harsh with them, yeah, because of their arrogance, but he still showed great self-control by not just losing it completely. I guess you know, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think about there are three times in I guess in, in the you know Passion Week narratives at the end of Matthew. There are those three scenes when he encounters the Sadducees and then the Pharisees and then the Pharisees and Herodians or in those three scenes are in one order or another. And they're all trying to, you know, pull one over on him. They're all trying to to out argue him. The Sadducees come with the story of the guy, the woman who had seven husbands and pick a husband, Jesus, which husband is hers in eternity? Pick a card, Jesus, pick a card. And yeah. then the Pharisees and Herodians are all trying to play this this game with him, and Jesus doesn't play games, and that's yeah. what that's that's what made I think I think made him the maddest sometimes is not is that in their arrogance they didn't take the right things seriously enough the souls of the people around them. And, and unlike us, he wasn't concerned, and, and I have to be careful with how I word this, he wasn't concerned with puffing himself up for his benefit. You know, he was always pointing to the Father. You know, right. when, when we get sucked into these arguments on Facebook, you know, I've, I've been there. When we get sucked into to making certain comments and not exerting self-control, it's often from a place of wanting to look good or wanting yeah. to look better or, or wanting to be valued. And, you know, I, I think of Jesus and Pilate and when he was, you know, and oftentimes when he was on other trials and how often he just stayed silent. When he could have, if, if anyone had the right and the ability to say, this is absurd and this trial isn't right and all of you guys are, are inaccurate, boom, 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 here's why and I'm going to destroy all you guys. He could have done that, but yeah. he had the bigger picture in mind. And that, to me, takes great self-control. And then going a little further, you know, we think that Jesus sometimes was was defeated, in a sense, or was, was over, yes, overpowered. Yeah, yeah. And, and I've described it this way before. It, it, the equivalent, and it's not even the equivalent, but the power he possessed to, be allowed, to allow them to nail him to a cross would be the equivalent of me allowing an 18-month-old to tackle me to the ground and and beat me up right. I, I would all this complete submission and that to me that's impressive yeah um remembering that we're talking about the person who spoke reality into existence yeah that jesus is the word of god and that so his the self-control that he exercised to not speak his enemies out of existence is amazing and and i think that's that's why we see self-control emphasized so often in the new testament 
but it also it stands on a firm foundation sorry i just used the cliche i'm sorry um a a solid foundation of it because it appears all through the old testament as well um proverbs is full of references to self-control you just did the devotional on my favorite uh proverb about self-control about like a city whose walls are broken down is a person who lacks self-control but there's another one better a patient person than a warrior one with self-control than one who can take a city and i think of how much scarier someone is when they're not flipping out when and how much more power <laughs> it takes to not react that when when you react to be to provocation in a sense that that shows a lack of power the true courage and the true power is the one who can sit back and say i forgive you or I'm going to listen no matter what you do. And I think about um, I think about our friends in law enforcement right now who are experiencing some of the most challenging times in their careers where uh, civilians are venting months and years and lifetimes of frustration and there and law enforcement by and large is taking the path of peace and not responding in kind but but letting people express themselves yeah i know i've had conversations with with some of our friends that that you're referring to where i said you know and said you know how, how is it going and just hearing some stories which you know i can't repeat here you know, are, are, are quite frightening, but also, you know, it's the, the respect of watching some of them and, and some of the ones we know who literally just stand there and, and take it, you know, that, that restraint and, and ability to say, you know, I, I know you're not really angry at me as an individual. Right. And, and oftentimes that that's the case with a lot of, now, not always, but that's the case with a lot of times when, when we have someone who is, we feel like being attacked and we have to defend ourselves. It's not always just about us, but, but we yeah. like it to be about us. My, uh, my father-in-law reminds me that I don't have to show up for every fight that I'm invited to. <laughs> and um, I think about that in this context that we, that we shouldn't accept criticism from people we wouldn't go to for advice. Yeah. And so um we've got to learn part of self-control is learning how to um to to hear criticism but not take ownership of it to hear what someone's saying and not respond as if my identity or my self-worth is under attack and that's why um, that's why self-control is a fruit of the spirit because it's not something that I can generate on my own based on my strength. I can't do it 
consistently, continually. I can do it for a little while. I, you, we can, we can put on a performance of yeah. any one of the ninefold fruit of the spirit on our own, own power for a little while, but without the spirit fueling us and giving us the strength to to go on, and without our investing in, um, in the in the discipline of practicing responding to criticism with kindness responding to conflict with peace that in the end in the end we're either a christmas tree or a fruit tree you know what i mean where <laughs> christmas trees they take a lot of work they're really pretty if they're done right now i mean you don't want well some people might want but i'm told i'm not allowed to have the the white christmas tree with the blue lights and the silver tinsel because yeah that who doesn't want that but a great christmas trees the best christmas trees are still you know probably dead in two weeks yeah but fruit trees they're not as flashy but if you take care of them if you put in the work to to fertilize them and to to care for them and protect them from pests then you have something that's going to produce for for years and that's why it's the fruit of the spirit self-control is at the end of the list because in the ancient world well it's just like when you when when you preach people well, you know how preaching is you people remember the first thing you said if you if you're lucky and they remember the last yeah, thing you said. said yeah so love and self-control are paul's two most important fruit of the spirit yeah yeah absolutely and go ahead no, 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 i was going to say oh well i was gonna let you finish your thought because i was going to get to our comic section so yeah, go ahead that's that go. sounds good yeah, I was going to say, you know, and that, that's absolutely, you know, these bookends, and, and you were hitting on this a little bit, and my dad put this at pretty much uh, at the, toward the beginning, saying, in the context of the fruit of the Spirit, self-control is letting God take control, which is kind of what we've been discussing. You said, I can do some of these, you know, as a performance on my own for a little bit. Right. But, but that's about it, and then God has to be the one, and the Spirit has to be the one to be fueling that. Josh was talking about saying, you know, self-control is a difficult one for him. He goes, I say I'm sorry for blank, and I'll try to do better. But self-control is saying, I love, I love God more than blank. I yeah. believe this is the only way to overcome our weaknesses when it comes to matters of discipline and self-control, which is exactly kind of what we've been, we've been talking about, is, you know, it, we have to have that discipline. We have to have that self-control and, and overcome, I'll say, our arrogance. That says it is about us. You know, oh, I'm sorry, I'll do better. Well, it's not about me doing better. It's about me allowing God to work through me and saying, I mean, I can be willing to give up this because I love God more. Or, and maybe even I love you more. You know, because yeah. that's a big one, especially right now in a world that we're so divided and yeah. a world that's, that we're seeing so much hate and people aren't listening to one another. Maybe we just need to say, you know, I love God and I love other people more than my own right or my own preference right now. And I just need to, to be uncomfortable with giving up something that maybe I've had my whole life. There's a principle in 
Paul's letters to the churches about how those who consider themselves strong can sit, interact with and on behalf of those who they might consider weak. And in our culture, the strong expect the weak to cater to them. The strong mm-hmm. expect their, um, their whims to be met and their comfort to be prized at all costs. When Paul says that the strong are to sacrifice on behalf of the weak in order to foster their growth. And I think you're exactly right that we that we who may be in positions of of strength in our culture need to make healthy choices about how we respond and to act with self-control and a lot of times that's going to be like you said listening asking um asking vulnerable questions being willing to admit that i don't I, that i haven't experienced that that i don't know you know we are instinctively we want to tell people oh i know just how you feel <laughs> because what does that do that lets us lead right into telling our story of our woes or how but, i can help them fix it yeah exactly and instead we it it would be it's better for us to be honest and say i don't know what that feels like but i believe you when you tell me that that happened to you that that happened to your family member that that continues to happen and not just that i believe you but i want I want to be a person you can count on when you need support, that I'm going to behave with self-control and love because of who I belong to, because we belong to a different culture. We belong to the kingdom of God. And sometimes we act like we belong to, you know, one of the kingdoms of this world. Yeah. And, you know, and Bruce is saying he wants to be a fruit tree except around Christmas, and then he wants to be the Christmas tree. And uh, But, you know, he's saying it is about what God wants and not about what we want. And, and that's true, that Bruce. And, you know, I think that gets back to us also realizing that God wants us to be unified as a people. Yeah. And it's not about, you know, and, and I'm afraid sometimes we're, we're, we want to be so comfortable that it's hard for us to see when other people are suffering. Because as long as I'm comfortable, that's all that really matters. That there's a, a song that I, that I listened to, and it was written years ago, and uh, I believe um, Nikki Six actually wrote it. Um, but for those nice. of you who, yeah, I know. Um, little Molly Crew of Ministry well, League Crossways tonight. You know, I gotta be careful, so I, I, I'll put a little disclaimer here. So for the, those of most of people know Nikki Six was with Motley Crew, and they called them basically the Drug Scouts of America. But um, yeah. He, uh, I would say, early 2000s, maybe a little bit before that, uh, went through and got sober and then published a bunch of his diaries. And uh, they are all quite vulgar. 
and uh, he started a new band. And then he wrote another book about life is beautiful and how he sees beauty in ways that most of us do not see beauty. And in one of the songs on this album, he talks about, it's titled, you know, Oh My, you know, well, it, it's titled OMG, and uh, I guess, but it's in more like a prayer, although he's not really a religious person. But he's asking, has it always been this way? And one of the lines in the, in the song says, as long as we can fill our glasses up, we'll look the other way. And uh, he mm -hmm. had just listed a bunch of tragedies and a bunch of terrible things that are going on in the world. And that's so true. As long as I'm comfortable and as long as my stuff's taken care of, I'm going to close my eyes and pretend that that stuff doesn't really happen. Yeah. And, and that's, we can claim, well, I'm being self-controlled because I'm not harming someone else directly. But when we don't listen to one another and perhaps, you know, we forget to be like Job's friends the first seven days when they yeah. sat down. I mean, the self-control it would take to sit down for seven days and not say a word. Some people are like, I could do that. Uh, I couldn't. Good and, luck. Uh, yeah. I'm an introvert, and I couldn't have made it into the second day. Yeah, and but just being able to, to sit with someone in their suffering and then just say, I'm here for you. And then when we do choose to talk, don't belittle them. And like you said, I don't, I don't really understand what you're going through, or I don't, I can't, I don't know what it's like to go through that, but I'm here for you. You know, I, I've I caught myself the other day telling somebody, uh, I, I was it, uh, I understood what it was like, and then I stopped and said, well, actually, can, I conceptually understand, and I was like, right. I, but but that's about it. I said, when I, and so. I've caught myself saying that and been like, I really have never experienced that. And when I say I understand, it's just because I conceptually understand that that's terrible. But yeah. that's not what I said. You know, that's not what I communicated. So instead of saying, oh, I understand is, we should say maybe is, that must be difficult, like you said. Yeah, tell or, me more. Yeah. I, that reminds me of the end of Job when he says, I'd heard, he, and he tells God, I'd heard of you by the hearing of the ear. <laughs> but now my eye has seen you, and so I repent. Yeah. And when we're in these situations, we need to be that willing. You brought up, I know we're getting close to the end, and you're, I've got one, I've got an idea that I you're wanted good. to get close to ending on. Um, because there's, a, there's this famous passage in Second Peter chapter 1, the Christian virtues, that lots of that is what lots of people call them and it's one of the other places where self-control appears and i think you raised a great point about our personalities and that that are we givers or are we takers when we need to have what alcoholics anonymous calls a fearless self-inventory and answer that question am i are we givers or are we takers? And more than that, who do we think God is? Yeah. Why does God expect us to act with self-control? Is because God's a taker, and He's He He wants us. And and the religion has this rap of of being about what God wants from us: good behavior and renunciation of chocolate cake. You know things we like. And, and th like we're supposed to just grit our teeth and force ourselves to behave unnaturally. And what Peter tells us in Second Peter chapter 1 is that these virtues 
that self-control is the kind of life God wants for us, and he's already given us everything that we need, and he doesn't want anything less for us than that we should come to share his own nature. How can he be more of a giver than to give us everything we need so that we can become like him? Mm-hmm. And and that he's he has called us, that if we're following Jesus, we can know that he has called us and he's already starting to set up his kingdom and we get to participate in that. And if we take that seriously that he has called us because we love jesus we know he's called us and that he's setting up his kingdom in our midst we would take self-control more seriously whether it has to do with you know me not getting up at midnight to go make a bowl of cereal (laughs) or whether it means me letting someone speak their peace and me being quiet or whether it means sitting and letting someone explain to me why the thing I said or the thing that I did that I may not had any idea was offensive. We learned some, you and me both learned something today. That's horribly offensive. Yeah. That we had no idea. Yeah. And if anybody else wants to know what we're talking about, go look on ESPN.com. They'll tell you about it. But yeah. we're not talking yeah, about no. it here. And, and I think that's kind of what, uh, what you know, you mentioned the Second Peter passage, which is, you know, when he says, you know, add to your, what, your faith, virtue, virtue, knowledge, knowledge, self-control, self-control, steadfastness, yeah. godliness, brotherly affection, and love. But I want, and I was, when I was reading this, I've never thought about it this way until I was thinking about it from the self-control aspect. I've always looked at it as a faith aspect and as a love aspect, as those bookends again. But, you know, because Peter was also, uh, yeah, you know, absolutely. writing that style. But I wonder why self-control came after, why were we adding self-control to knowledge? And perhaps it's because, just like the Pharisees, those who were so brilliant had mm-hmm. no self-control. And you yeah. mentioned earlier those who are more powerful and maybe even stronger in faith, although that's not necessarily always the case, but powerful in, in, in culturally, in our society, and maybe even in politically, maybe in our churches, mm-hmm. why do they have to have self-control? Because they have to be able to, to bear with the, those who are weak. The weak yeah. aren't bearing with those who are strong. It's not the way it works. Right. You know, and you know, and, and, and weightlifting your spotter isn't the weakest person. <laughs> you know, right. you don't want to throw your weight and be like, oh, you take care of it. No, they're there to, to assist you. You're, they're not there to do it for you. And, and that can be a, a challenge. I think about when you bring that up, I think about all the things that uh, the elders go through yeah. and how they don't get to respond the way that the flesh <laughs> would like to that no matter what they're going through they they are expected to respond with perfect um expressions of the fruit of the spirit at all times no matter what someone is telling them about how awful a job they're doing yeah and um I think that 
part of our challenge in what you brought up about the Pharisees is also good because I think the same way that the Pharisees kind of measured not, um, strength was by their knowledge. And so I think in our congregations, a lot of times, the folks who think they know a lot feel empowered to behave negatively towards folks who might not know as much. And Paul says knowledge puffs up and love builds up. And so that I think, I, I think that's a really good question. Why does that, and that's why Peter says, you've got to add self-control to your knowledge because no matter how much you know, whether it's head knowledge or relational heart knowledge, self-control is gonna be required because the stronger our relationships get with each other, man, that's that's when we make ourselves more vulnerable too. Yeah, and it doesn't and that's always self control comes in. Yeah, and and it doesn't always have to be where you know those who are stronger and you know we are running out of time. You know, it doesn't mean that we have to then say, you know, oh you're weaker. I have the knowledge to 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 fix uh -huh. that. Right. And because, uh, you know, knowledge puffs up and now I'm important because I have all the answers. You know, my dad and and, uh, and Bruce both both hit on this. You know, Bruce is saying many times it's it's just to be there to listen. And my dad's saying for a fixer sitting in the ashes, silent is is really hard. Right. And, and that takes you know, that does take a lot of self-control. I mean, Jesus was silent so many times when he could have just said, okay, by the way, you know, now other wow. times he said, you just don't get it. How do you not get it? But he had authority we don't have. Yeah, <laughs> You right. know, it, we can't, it, it, it's frustrating. People say, well, Jesus did it. Well, just because Jesus did it doesn't mean that we have the right. authority. Right. I can trust Jesus to make a whip out of cords and use it with, with love. I can't trust me to do that. No. And, and, and he, and we forget that it said when he saw it, he, he braided it himself. So he didn't just grab one and go to town and react. He sat there and made one. I was like, mm -hmm. man, by the end of, if I made a whip at the end, I'd be like, I'm not even angry anymore. <laughs> this took too much right. time. And I think that's part of the problem. He was, he wasn't angry anymore. He was, he right. had cooled down. Just like you should, people say you should never discipline your child when you're really angry. You know, you should go cool down first. I think that's exactly what he was doing. He was saying, okay, I got to compose myself because God had many times told Moses and, and, and others, they're not my people anymore and I'm going to destroy them. Yeah. And they remind him, hey, they're still your people. Relax. I mean. Yeah, yeah. Moses <laughs> talks God down from um, destroying Israel and starting over with Moses. <laughs> and I think. Jesus also calms down because he's doing something he planned to do. And he, if he did it out of anger, then Message it undermines the value. Um, what, um, the, the wrath of man doesn't accomplish the righteousness of God. Correct. And Jesus is enacting a, a, microcosm of the judgment that's about to come on Israel. Oh, absolutely. By shutting down the temple for 
however many minutes or hours that he, by doing that, stopped the sacrificial process, stopped worship. There was no worship going on at the temple for however long it took them to get the, the system going again. And Jesus is saying, this is what's going to happen if you don't stop serving yourselves and start listening to me and following my loving, self-controlled, truth-telling way of being God's people in this world. Absolutely. And I think that and, and, and the, this last, uh, and I've been trying to get to everyone's comments. Some of you I haven't been able to get to. I apologize. But we are out of time. And I think you know we'll wrap up with what you just said and also uh, the last one we just got, which was a reminder that, you know, Jesus, God, went alone to pray to calm down. And yeah. uh, I think if, if you're struggling in the sense of how to have self-control, that's a good place to start. And especially in what we're seeing around the world today, uh, prayer isn't passive. You know, people say, well, your prayer doesn't do anything for me unless you back it up with action. It, let's pray for self-control and, mm -hmm. and, and the actions will follow. Yeah. And uh, and that'll allow us to become more like Jesus. And that's our goal, is to be transformed, to be more like Christ. And that's going to be hard when it comes to self-control. And if your friends fall asleep, understand that that doesn't mean they don't love you. And that doesn't mean that just because they failed you then doesn't mean they're not going to become people who you can trust don't give up on people who are sticking with you, even if they stumble. Absolutely. In their self-control. Absolutely. Well, Nick, thank you for, for being here and the audience. Thank you for, for, for commenting and, and being active today. Uh, we've enjoyed you being here. We've enjoyed you being a part of the show. Uh, as always, uh, these videos are brought to you by Holly Hill Church of Christ and uh, the Ministry League. I didn't say it this time, so I don't have to put money in the jar, Paul. And uh, so, but we're so glad, for those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, it's okay. But uh, reminder, we're always here at eight o'clock Eastern, uh, seven o'clock Central. And uh, we just finished up our study on, on the fruit of the, yeah, on Thursdays. Uh, we finished up our study on fruit of the spirit. Uh, next week, our intern for the summer, Nathan, uh, he'll be joining us. And uh, the topic's going to be good ones. Uh, I'm not going to tell you what it is just yet, but it's going to be good. Ooh, and uh, but, but as always, uh, check out the Ministry League. We got all kinds of great uh, resources, great things to help you out in ministry. We even have uh, a ministry uh, a pod, oh, sorry, a video series called the Amplify Series. We encourage you to check that out, and may it be a blessing uh, to your ministry. We'll see you guys next week.